Hello, everybody, and welcome back to You Are Good Enough. This is your host, Kimberly Bell. Today, we're talking about parenting. So we're talking about reversal of roles and how this can happen and the fact that it's important because it has a lot to do with your relationship with your child. Um, potentially, if you're aware of this, then you know that you can make some shifts and some changes within yourself to, you know, better, to better build the bond with your child, right? Because sometimes we can unknowingly push our child away without understanding why. And here's some ideas around, um, this reversal of roles that can happen between parent and child. You might be like, what is she talking about? <laughs> so I've come up with three ways to explain this. So the first question I have is, are you asking or expecting your child to deal or to take care of or play the role that is yours to play. And that's what I mean when I talk about reversal of role, because, and we understand what that's like. Sometimes we feel like our child is playing the adult role, right? The parental role. And sometimes um, our child probably feels like we're playing the child role, okay? And this happens. To a large degree, this happens, um, not even to large degree. I'm going to do a blanket statement here, which I don't often do, but this happens because of wounding that the parent is still carrying within them from their um, earlier life, right? Um, growing up, bottom line is it's wounding, hasn't been addressed within the parent. So they, there are parts of ourselves that literally get stunted in our youth, in our childhood, emotionally stunted. And so if we are not aware of it or we're not looking to like look at it or spend time with it, to be honest with you, I don't think the majority of people know that this is necessary for evolution within oneself. This is why we came. We came to heal ourselves so that we can literally change the course of humanity by opening our consciousness and creating an entirely new world. And so it really matters. Now we're going to be more conscious about our relationships, conscious about our actions, right? What we're doing, how we're affecting people in, in our homes, in our jobs, in our families, friends, etc. And this is a really important dynamic parent and child. So let's talk about the perfect energy of parent or the more perfect. I'm probably going to leave some things out here, but parent energy. This is what I would love. This is what I would have loved to have experienced. A loving, patient, kind, consistently supportive energy focused on allowing me the space to experience life free from judgment, free from parental worry. And if a parent is worried, 
they can convey that information in a loving way. Um, when I think of the ultimate parent energy, it's, it's almost like the parent is constantly holding space for the child to learn, to expand, and to grow as a human being. But what's happened due to our parents not acknowledging their own opportunity for healing, a lot of things get very restricted and we move into fear. And then we parent through um, wounding and through fear due to the fact that we don't feel safe in our world because of what has already happened to us in our past. So when we're parents, we actually carry a lot. But that's an idea about parent energy. And this will help you understand this. So what can happen in the dynamic of parent-child? And please use your discernment with what I'm saying, because it's not that this happens all the time, but there are some patterns that can show show themselves consistently in relationships. And by me giving you three, um, three different examples, hopefully you can, you know, possibly just search yourself to see if this might be true for you, right? And this won't be true for everyone, but it's great knowledge to have because this is where we're going. We're going towards intentional creation with ourselves, the people, our relationships, you know, in our life and our lives. So the first example I'm going to offer is sometimes, right, there's a dynamic between parent and child where the parent, and this is going to sound a little, <laughs> a little tough, but basically the parent manipulates the child into always expecting that child to take care of their needs to make them feel better. Could be just in conversation, um, whatever. Sometimes parents will use guilt, right? Guilt parents use money, right? We've all grown up learning these things. So it's not like you just came up with this on your own. It's like you're learning, you've learned this and you're passing it forward. And I want to help you stop the pattern of paying it forward in this sense. I want to help break these patterns and break the chains away from disempowerment and not feeling good, everything that's based in uh, fear versus love. And this is why I'm doing this. So getting back to this, you know, parent, if you're a parent and you keep expecting your child has to make you feel better, maybe they have to suck up to you. Maybe they have to do something, right? I think you're going to understand. So I'm going to, I'm going to leave that there. It's just this energy of manipulation trying to always get the child to fulfill their needs, to make them feel better. If you have an argument, maybe you withhold love. And so that's also a pattern. This is where my mind's going right now. I thought it was done with this. So if you're a parent who withholds love, even if you might be wrong in a situation with your child, you withhold love until your child comes to you and apologizes and tries to smooth things over. That is a good example of what I'm talking about. 
And that really damages your relationship with your child. And what I would say to the parent who can identify with this role is that you have wounds that need to be loved and need to be healed. You need more of that from yourself to yourself so that you can step more into the parent energy, which is the role that is going to be most profitable for uh, your child and for your relationship with your child. Okay. That's more in a love space. So that's that example. Here's another example. Sometimes parents are attached to things. I'm going to use alcohol because this is a extremely common theme right now in our world. I have experienced growing up in a family with alcoholism. Many of you listening to this probably do as well. Doesn't have to be alcohol. It can be an attachment to anything, but I am going to use alcohol. So when parents drink, they're under an influence, okay? And the, the question that I have is, is this a common theme? Because if it is a common theme, I want to help you become aware of some things around this that will relate to your relationship with your child. So children are aware when mom and dad, if they, um, you know, if they drink on a semi-regular basis, on a regular basis, they're aware of the mom or dad who's sober and they're aware of the mom or dad who has had a few drinks. And this can seem harmless in the beginning, but what can happen is you're different when you're under the influence. It depends on how much, you know, you're drinking. I'm not just talking about a glass of wine at dinner. Now I'm talking about being in a family where alcohol is talked about all the time. It really matters, you know, that we go to the liquor store, we pick up, you know, this is like, you know, it's like a big thing that we value in our family because children are paying attention all the time. We as parents are literally on stage 24 hours a day. Our children pay attention to what we do, what we say. They watch and see if we keep our word, if we're honest, if they can trust us. And when parents have an attachment to alcohol, children often will retreat and it might, it will change your relationship in some way. Sometimes the child is put into a position of being more the parent because, um, you know, let's talk about physically. Maybe the parent likes having somebody of age to drive them to and from, you know, a party or going out or whatever the case is, right? That's, that's a reversal of role there, not just one time, but let's say it starts to happen on, you know, a semi-regular basis. That child is learning that it's appropriate for a parent to drink in excess. So we're showing our children boundaries here, right? The parent is drinking in excess. Therefore, they're making a good decision, right, by not driving home. However, they're, they're not in charge of themselves enough to drive home and they're relying on me to do it. And the child may seem like they're totally up for this, you know, and it's no problem. But as a child, I think, and I don't know if you can answer this for yourself. I know for me as a child, 
that I liked it better when people were not focused on drinking around me. It changed the way I related to them. It made me want to go in my room more. I, you know, I, I did not want to be around. Sometimes, you know, every situation is going to be different, right? Because everybody's different and people handle alcohol differently. But bottom line is, the reason I'm talking about this is I was having a conversation with my son the other day and he had, we were, we got into this conversation about some of his friends have grown up with alcoholic parents and it's been really painful for um, his friends, you know, it's painful because, um, you know, the parent is attached to something else. You wish that it was more of an attachment to you, right? And I, I guess I should say interest, you know, have more of an interest when we're under in the influence of something. We're not able to be clear-minded, right? We're not able to be like really, we're not able to be present. <laughs> and we certainly aren't able to be conscious when we're under an influence. And children, I think, to a large degree, understand that this is probably not the way things are supposed to be healthy-wise, but we do see a lot of addiction, a lot of attachment right now. And our children absolutely learn from us. So if they are watching mom and dad, and maybe this is a coping mechanism for mom or dad, right? If they are watching mom and dad wanting to loosen up, wanting to have fun, wanting to de-stress from the day, wanting to feel better, it's been a long week, I deserve this, I deserve a martini or two or beer, whatever it is, kids are learning, that this is the way we handle stress, strife, issues in my life. Oh, mom and dad, this is how they handle things. Wow, well, maybe I'll start doing that too because that's the way our family deals with things, right? So, and and every family is going to be a little bit different. And this is like that extreme, you know, I'm showing you the extreme. So I just want to make you aware, parent, because the child is often put into that parental role when you're drinking. Sometimes they get embarrassed. You know, that was part of the conversation the other day. These, these kids who've grown up in families um, with a parent who drinks a lot, it, it can be embarrassing. I've experienced this myself, right? Because the parent's not as in charge of themselves anymore. And so you're like worried you could be worried about what's going to come out of their mouth next or what they're going to do. Sometimes, you know, we fall, whatever it is. You get the picture. So, you know, be aware of this. And I want to say too, that there's no judgment here about this because we start using things to feel better and then they get out of balance and then we feel like we're dependent on them. And if this is you and you realize you want to feel better, you want to have a better relationship with your child, and now, you know, maybe you're going to start paying more attention to, you know, your behavior and maybe what you're saying and things like that, you can always heal this situation. It does begin with your own healing. If you have an attachment to something and you're relying on anything really to make you feel better on a regular basis or to de-stress there's a wound. There's wounding within you that is unresolved and you absolutely can heal it. And then 
you know what? A glass of wine won't have the same charge or whatever the drink is or whatever the thing is, right? The attachment to whatever it is. It won't have the same charge. It won't have power over you anymore. When you heal yourself and you own that process, um, it's literally like our little child inside of us who just hasn't been given the love that it deserves and the space to be sad and to grieve, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that's that example. Um, So, you know, pay attention. Does your child retreat if you take a drink? You know, I'm just throwing that out. Um, Have you noticed that your child might be cranky? You know, if you have an adolescent, they pull away from you. You know, it's always a good thing. Parents are really quick to like throw it on their children. You're in a mood. What's wrong with you? You know, I've, I do this. I do this and I still, so like I still find myself doing some of this, like, is everything okay? You know, it's the big question of the day. And it's one of the most annoying questions that your children will hear. But sometimes it comes out of my mouth, right? So these aren't things we're meaning to do. But, you know, it's good now to get curious about your behavior, parent, what you're doing, um, how you're doing it, right? Instead of maybe not thinking about that and focusing more on your child being the problem. I think, to be honest with you, most of the time the parents are more the problem than the child. That's what I, that's what I'm discovering. And so this is why I'm so passionate about helping parents learn that they can do it differently. But it, it, sometimes it's painful to see what we've been doing. I certainly have experienced all of that. But guess what? There's a new opportunity here for you right now, honestly. Here's the third example that I'm going to offer, and that is asking kids to make decisions for you when you don't want to, right? If a child says, oh, can I go do this? And you say, you know what? I'm going to, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'm going to let you decide, right? Make sure that's the truth, parent. If you're going to allow your child to make the decision for themselves, and then they make the decision you secretly didn't want them to make, then, you know, and then you go back and you tell them how disappointed you are. They're going to feel judged. They're not going to trust you. They're not going to feel like they can share with you or go to you, honestly. So, you know, if you're going to give something away free, like your child making that decision, then give it away free. But I want to also bring up something else that's related to decisions. And that is sometimes parents don't feel confident in making decisions and they put the decision making upon their child. I'm not saying this is all the time. Please understand this. Um, And it could be age related, right? Keep in mind, well, some questions to ask ourselves is, Am I putting this on my child because I don't want to make the decision? That's one question. Is my child of age to make this adult decision, right? We have to look at the uh, the situations, look at our child's age, and know, right, be intentional with our actions, right, and what, what we're saying to our children. Is this appropriate? Would you have wanted to have to make this decision Were you in your child's shoes? And I say that lightly because parenting 
goes through, all of our parenting goes through a wounded parenting lens because the majority, 99.9% of people walking the planet haven't done their healing work in order to be a really healthy parent. And so our parenting goes through fear and what happened to us growing up and all of these other things because it could even be as simple as being sentimental. That might be related to sadness. There's a lot of stuff that's unresolved inside parents. And then they have children. And then they start, you know, doing what their mom and dad did. And then that child is also being um, assisted and growing, if you will, by a parent who hasn't maybe done their healing work. So that's what all of this really comes down to. And that, I guess that's where I'm going to leave it today. I want to let you know that I am teaching a parenting workshop. It's going to run from right after Labor Day, September, and it's going to go through the middle of October. If you are interested or this sounds good, you want more information, if you even want to hop on the phone and, and talk about what I'm, you know, find out more about it, you can go to my website, uh, KimberlyBell.org. Please go to the top bar. You can connect with me there. There's a word that says connect. Just go there, put your information in, let me know what you'd like to, you know, if you'd like to have a quick chat about the workshop. The other thing I want to offer is if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, I am most active on Instagram. However, I'm not all the way so um, confident in the platform. So if you like my work and if you woke up tomorrow and Instagram wasn't there and Facebook wasn't there, hard to believe, I know, would you still want my information, I guess is the question. And if that's the case, please go to my website, Kimberly Bell, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y-B-E-L-L.org and go all the way down to the bottom of my homepage and become a subscriber. Get on my newsletter. I do not inundate my subscribers, um, but once a month, typically, unless there is something going on that I think might might uh, be helpful for you. So I will not take advantage of that, okay? Love to you all. I hope you have a great week, and I look forward to talking to you really soon. Thanks so much. 